People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. This is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note here on Fine Music Radio. Now, here's something. Since 2007, Kroonendal Music Academy has offered the universal language of music as a stepping stone in the lives of impoverished children from Imizambuyetu Informal Settlement and Hungberg Fishing Village. As the only fully-fledged music school in the valley, at any given time, they have well over 100 pupils in lessons and ensembles and regular performances and external qualifications complement their teaching model. High standards ensure that their core humanitarian values are maintained and their award-winning programs not only foster racial and social integration in their community, but also guarantee enriching opportunities for all our children, developing important cognitive skills while exploring previously unavailable horizons. It's quite a place and quite a mission that, and with me is the CEO and founder of Kroonendal Music Academy, Dwin Chrysal Grin. Greetings and welcome to People of Note. Thank you so much. I'm it's so honored to be here. Oh, that's a nice. Okay, then you can stay. <laughs> Dwin, this is quite a thing where you talk about, um, you know, having well over 100 pupils' lessons and Abel's regular performance using a stepping stone. It's a wonderful idea. How long, first of all, has it been around? Well, we started up in 2007. Uh, really just by mistake almost. I was teaching at Cronendale Primary School as an outsourced music teacher. And there was so many kids who wanted to so do music So there is a Cronendale Primary School. There's a many Cronendales in Hart Bay because Cronendale was one of the original farmsteads there. So oh, there's Cronendale okay. service station. There's, of course, the Cronendale homestead where the old restaurant used to be. And there's Cronendale Primary School, which is well over 160 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I started teaching there, and folks wanted to do music, couldn't afford to pay. And I had an idea that there must be more children than at Cronendale who wanted to have lessons. So um started an NGO and basically never looked back. Oh, so really? 2007 we we started up. Did you launch a, a small scale, or where did you get the other teachers from, for example, since you weren't really established at that stage? No. So the first year and a half, I uh, brought on two or three teachers. A guitar. I was also teaching, so mm-hmm. myself, a guitar teacher and a singing teacher, and used my dad's inheritance that I, I had just acquired in 2007 to to pay them for a year and a half. And Slowly but surely, we got a little grant here and a little grant there and then introduced myself to the Department of Cultural Affairs and Sport and got a grant from them in 2008 and then slowly learned how to run an NGO because, <laughs> as I always say, throwing my hands up in the air, I'm just a musician. <laughs> so did my best and it's just grown since then. And um, before COVID, we had about 200 kids um, a week, but now we've we're we're building it back up to, we have about 150. How did you handle COVID in a place like that? Did you have to close down? We couldn't teach music for our hard lockdown periods, mm-hmm. but we were still very active. So we partnered with food distribution um, organizations, um, psychosocial support, 
clothing, all sorts of things. So mm. we, we got permission to be in and, uh, in and around the communities. We kept delivering food and we had lessons online, WhatsApp, all oh, sorts yes, of things. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And how, what about the premises? How did you come by the premises? So we re- we, I had an agreement with Crenendale Primary School for the first six years. Oh, that you taught at the school? Yes, where I can use their, you know, these wonderful old schools in South Africa had these humongous music rooms. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can remember what they were like. You'd go in there and you'd all have to play a recorder and uh, these strange off instruments and things. So they had this redundant music room. So I was based in there and I was allowed to use it for free on condition. I played an assembly <laughs> on a Friday morning <laughs> and did a concert once a term and ran the choir. And Are you a pianist? I am, yes. Okay. And I, I love to sing too. And a flute, flute player. Anyway, so that's how come I used the premises there. And then as we acquired instruments and took on new teachers and more pupils, we expanded into church halls and the old um, city-run spaces in Hangburg, and we just couldn't keep track any longer. So we took the huge step of, of um, moving into Oakburn, where we are now in mm-hmm. 2012. What is Oakburn? Oakburn is this beautiful old Cape Dutch house. It's one of the original buildings on the old Crenendale farmstead. And it was built in 1847, so it's pretty old. Um, It's also falling apart. But uh, (laughs) we like to think that we're most likely teaching some of the descendants of the farm workers who originally lived there. That's a thought. Yeah. And uh, it's called the Oakburn because the rafters in the downstairs section um, are made from the ship Oakburn that ran aground in Clifton in the 1800s. So oh. the property is called Oakburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but how did you acquire that? Sure, that was so an enormously expensive property. No, we've been renting, oh, which is right, one of right. the main reasons we, we really need to start looking at acquiring our own premises because renting, we've, cl- we've spent close to five, six million on rentals since mm-hmm. we started. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. And the instruments as well, that you'd have to ask for those to come in, and presumably most of them were donated to you? I must say that probably 95% of our instruments have been donated. Uh, We've been extremely lucky. We've had um, shipments of instruments come in from the UK via our then patron, Dennis Goldberg, who lived in Hart Bay, sadly passed away a few years ago, but he was hugely instrumental, (laughs) excuse the pun. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember when I interviewed him before he died, obviously, on People of Note, he spoke passionately Mm. about his involvement with the Kroonendal Music Academy. Mm. He was wonderful, and we we owe him a huge debt of gratitude for for spreading the gospel of of KMA and also facilitating all these instrumental um, donations that we received. Let's have a, um, I'm intrigued to know what music you're going to choose, Dwin, and I see we've got Barbara Streisand, first Mm. of all. Tell me about the piece we're going to hear, Children Will Listen. Right, so um, that's from a musical slash film called Out of the Woods, and I've always loved this song. It's it's particularly pertinent to us because it tells the tale of beware what you say to children, how you speak to children, because they will listen, even if they appear not to be listening, (laughs) which most children do. They will hear what you're saying, and they will take it on. 
And that is um, something we remember all the time at KMA is, is what we say to the children um, is very, very important. So specifically thought this was a good one to choose. Children will listen. 
Barbara Streisand there and a song called Children Will Listen. A lesson there, according to my guest, who's Dwin Chrysel, the CEO and founder of the Krunendal Music Academy. Um, what I wanted to ask you, in your blurbs, we talk about socially, economically and geographically. Poverty, unrest, gangsterism, drugs and other social ills are mm. rife, which is affecting the youth. Mm. But the children you get in... Are they necessarily from disadvantaged? Are they mostly disadvantaged people? Are they people who might have been exposed to drugs? So we're an NGO first and foremost, mm -hmm. but we're also a fully fledged music school, as you mentioned, which meaning we are open to the whole of the Hout Bay community as a music school. So if you can afford to pay for music lessons, you can apply and you can come and be part of the school like Beausoleil or Hugo Lamprecht or any other music school. But the NGO side of our operations funds families who cannot afford it. Mm -hmm. Those families come from Imizamiyetu and Hangburg and are severely impoverished families. And about, well, I I don't want to give a percentage, but I can say that every one of our children live in constant fight or flight and in constant traumatic circumstances. Mm -hmm. Just walking down the road to school is traumatic, Rodney. Walking past um, aggressive dogs, condoms in the street, you know, sewage running down the road, sometimes dead people who have been shot the night before in a taxi war, um, you know, Witnessing things that children really shouldn't witness during the day or at night in their own shacks, mm -hmm. um, having to live in the circumstances that they do, um, not having running water or um, toilets or anything like that. So life is pretty damn hard, and it's, it's, it's a constant state of trauma. What sort of ages do you take in? So we started grade two, which is age seven, eight, eight, nine. 8 turning 9, 7 turning 8, um, as a rule of thumb. <laughs> Excuse the pun again. But, um, yeah, they're all over. <laughs> Just a note, on that note. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, but, um, you know, once or twice a child will come out of the woodwork is exceptionally talented and their parents feel they would really do well at music in their six or something like that. Mm -hmm. But we started grade, grade two. They start um, in our year one in group lessons on violin or, or uh, um, recorder. And then in their year two and three, they can progress into other group lessons and finally move on to individual lessons. And that can be anything from staying on violin or moving on to clarinet, saxophone, trombone, trumpet, cello. So you, you, so you take all the instruments, yes, really, the, teach, the sort of orchestral instruments. Yes, yeah. we teach mm -hmm. 23 different instruments. So, Good grief. Yeah. Interesting that you start them on the violin and recorder, because mm -hmm. I always remembered the recorder was the great sort of test, wasn't mm -hmm. it? If you showed mm -hmm. some sort of ability mm -hmm. on the recorder, <laughs> you could move, whereas the violin is notoriously difficult. Yeah, look, the recorder is not difficult to make a noise. It makes quite a noise. But... Um, it's a sort of a s American model that we follow. A lot of mm -hmm. the American schools do that. So they s those two very different aptitudes on on you know blowing instrument and a and a, a stringed instrument, and we do find that kids are very different on both of those. But 
they tend to then branch out into those kind of instruments. So they stay on cello or guitar or they go on to a piano or an accordion, whereas the, vi- the recorders tend to go on to flute, clarinet, saxophone, brass instruments, trumpet, trombone, French horn. Mm-hmm. Do they choose whether they're going to start playing the recorder or the violin or do you tell them you are <laughs> we, going to play the violin? Well, we have a great time. They come for orientation day. We measure their arms with a measuring tape and we see if they're big enough to do a violin, uh-huh. play a violin. The little ones, we tend, the very little ones, and they have been exceptionally little lately, we tend to put them onto recorder the older ones onto onto violin um, but there'll be there'll be the few that say swap <laughs> them around but um, they don't tend to complain really and how do you work out the aptitude of these children uh, is it the parent who comes to you and says my son or my daughter desperately wants to learn a musical instrument is that how it happens or that can how do happen. you test the aptitude we don't we don't um, we don't audition we don't test we allow anybody and everybody to try it out um, you know learning an, a musical learning to play a musical instrument's one thing but what you get out of that process is huge mm. and we believe that any amount of music education whether it's their lessons or sight reading or sitting in with an ensemble or whether they doing an assessment, whatever it is, they're teaching life skills, which are hugely important to us. That's why we exist. So we don't test any of our children. Everybody who comes along gets an opportunity. And, you know, if we fill our quota for the year, that and then we're full. Yes. We take 40 beginners every year and, and sometimes 10 to 15 additional older children if we find we need more trombones or we need more trumpets. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you how we spoke about how young you take them in, mm. but up to what sort of age do you accept? So we find that by the time they get to grade seven, they highly likely going to get a music scholarship from us and leave and go to a music department in a school over the mountain. And so we try not to take later than grade six. Mm-hmm. So they at least have a year with us. High what school, age is that? I'm just trying to grade think. Grade six. six. Um, so that's about 12. 12. Yeah. yeah. 12. So then we do take high school children for the, ch- for the instruments that, they can, that high school kids can manage, the, the sort of bigger instruments. But then those are high school kids who are in high school in Hart Bay. So it's it's quite difficult for kids to manage being in a high school outside of Hart Bay and still come to KMA every afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, while I try and get my head around this, these children that you are taking in are children who already go to a school mm-hmm. and they come to you for mm-hmm. the music lesson. Mm-hmm. They're not full-time with you. No, you don't do no the other disciplines. They come to you correct. at a certain time of day for music lessons. We fetch them from school. So we have oh, a school bus and we fetch all our children from their schools or if their lessons are later in the afternoon, we fetch them from pickup points in the community. They come to us for a meal. They have a, a yummy meal cooked by Auntie Zizi and they're there for a rehearsal or for a practice session or an ensemble or a lesson or whatever it is. And then we take them home again My to their homes. Me. Yeah. Okay. And um, do these? So, do you give them exams at all? Mm-hmm. So we we have a the f- a whole program that runs like any other music school. We have their lessons. They must all be in an ensemble of some kind. They 
play in lunchtime concerts once a week. So they perform for one another. Mm -hmm. We have quarterly concerts, performances, soirees, and things like that. And then we have in-house assessments where we assess our children twice a year and they get a report they send home to their kids, to their parents. And then we have our older children, um, we see whether or not they're ready for external exams. That experience is very valuable. Whether they get a distinction or not is really immaterial to us. The experience of preparing for it and accountability and showing up and playing the exam and managing their anxiety and all of that, that's the, those are the skills they're learning. So mm -hmm. they do do external exams as well. Okay. Hmm. Before we go on, let's have another piece of music. Now, Tefo, what, what are we going to play? I can see a rather interesting CD cover. Yeah, it is interesting. And Tefo's on the cover. Um, so Tefo Mahola is the most extraordinary drummer. Oh, yes. An extraordinary young man, and we are super blessed to have him as our drum teacher at KMA. And um, I wanted to obviously play South African music today as well, and I couldn't think of anything better than to to um, support one of our teachers. And Tefo has recorded this extraordinary album with lots of wonderful Cape Town musicians, and some of those musicians we're hoping we're hoping are going to be coming. To perform with us shortly in end of June in our concert, but yeah, this this particular track is called "Rain in Source" and after Source is it rain? Solace. In solace. Rain right. in solace. Solace. And um, but I thought just because it has been raining the past <laughs> five days or something, and um, music is a source of solace, isn't it? Absolutely, it's it's yeah. a place where one goes and finds peace and quiet in your As you know, mind. our big slogan here is calm in the chaos. Absolutely. So Absolutely. to sit down and listen to a piece of music, no matter yes. what genre it is, yes. can do wonders for the soul. Yes. Okay, and let's Tefo, listen to Tefo. Tefo is such an inspiration to our children. And so...
Now that was Tefo Mahola, and the piece was called Rain in Solace. And it was the, another choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, Dwin Griesel, who's the CEO and founder of the Cronendal Music Academy down there in the Hout Bay Valley. Mm. And I was just thinking, you say that he teaches drums at your school. He does. Do you find, <laughs> here's a question, do you find that a lot of the children want to play drums and electric guitars. Oh, yes. So how uh, do you get them away from that? Well, we just don't let them. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's one way. <laughs> there's a limited number of kids who can do drums because there's only so much time in a day and so many days that Tefal can come to KMA. So we're full, we're full. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I must say, drums is becoming one of the... Uh, incentives, you know, the, I want to play drums well, if you carry on trombone for the rest of the year, we'll see how it is next year. Oh, that's year, a good incentive think, but, thing, yeah. Um, drums, of course, is another whole ball game. In terms well, the of, whole percussion thing, if yeah. you sit, look at a symphony orchestra, it's not just exactly drums. If you play the timpani, yeah. it's really yeah. quite an art. Beautiful, beautiful. And, I mean, the you know, coordination and all sorts of things that you learn from playing a drum kit. I mean, I don't know how he does it. I couldn't play drum kit. <laughs> All right, I can play piano, but that's about it. There's no way I could <laughs> manage all those five. Actually, it's four limbs plus the brain, and your eyes and everything. I couldn't do it. Yes. No. And, then, and some people sing while they play. And then there's the noise. And then there's the noise. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't mean that negatively. No, no. But I just thought, you know, a whole lot of kids might want to be rock stars, and here you are telling them to play the violin. On <laughs> well, I tell you, the, the good thing about drum kit is a lot of our children are ADD or ADHD, and almost all of them are put onto Ritalin at schools. Oh, really? It's quite a thing. So by the time they get to us, they're bouncing off the walls, oh and my. drum kit is an amazing way to get out that energy and to focus, just to focus themselves for their 45 minutes so is that the average uh, length of a lesson yes 45, 45 minutes? minutes for an individual lesson our Indiv- group lessons are an hour and when when what happens afterwards do, do some of these children go into music or they benefit from the experience of learning music and then go on and do their jobs that mm-hmm. they're going to do absolutely both so we've had five folks successfully enter into uct music jazz program already um, and we've had, you know, kids who have gone on to study medicine or BCom or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. both. I and mean, we're not there to produce musicians. I keep telling teachers that, and it's hard for a new teacher to grasp that because that's their mandate is mm-hmm. to produce a musician. We're there to impart the magic healing of music to our children and give them the life skills that they need to become independent, happy, young, resilient folks. But musicians do come out of the woodwork, definitely. (laughs) There are quite a few waiting in the wings at the moment. Do you take them 
to orchestral concerts mm. or do you, do you expose them to that sort of thing? Oh, yes. And we love taking them to the CPO's rehearsal on a Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So we try and take as many of our kids as possible. And if there's a piano concerto, we'll take our pianists and so forth. And then obviously our other genres, our jazz bands go and watch jazz regularly. Mm-hmm. We go to the National Youth Jazz Festival in Makanda and... That's an amazing experience. Wow. So we really do what what we can to expose them to professionals. Very important. And when you tell them we're going to see the symphony orchestra doing a rehearsal, are they excited? Oh, yeah. Well, they're excited to get out of Hot Bay for a start. <laughs> sure. They're excited to get into the school bus. <laughs> yes, and, and they, breeze off to Cape Town. And eat their lunch bar, and then they get to Cape Town. They just love being out here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the you know this beautiful building, they come to walk into the city hall which is just like a wonderland mm, is, and then they, they hear that beautiful music from the start they are transfixed that is such good news such good yeah, news no they absolutely love it yeah. and then so then they go back to school and do you have like terms like schools yep. do, you, do you work with the schools yes. so when the schools are on holidays so are you yes our teachers so we work on a sort of an eight-week basis mm-hmm. And then we have a ninth or a tenth week for makeup lessons and various other things. But we generally run according to the school terms. When our admin staff, our office staff, um, close when the schools close. Mm-hmm. So we, we're lucky in that we have quite a, bit of, uh, quite a bit of holiday time, but we also do a lot of overtime during the term. Concerts and meetings and parent meetings and all sorts of things. And by the sounds of things, it's a labor of love. <laughs> on yes. your part. <laughs> yes. But after our next piece of music now, I'm going to talk about you mm-hmm. and how you got into this whole thing okay. and how you got into music and all that. But okay. um, And this extraordinary job you're doing at the Kronendal Music Academy. You've chosen Nimrod next, that lovely mm. movement that everybody loves from the Enigma Variations mm. by Elgar. Mm. So there must be a special reason. Well, besides hearing it recently in the City Hall, actually, a couple of weeks ago, um, I think they were honoring um, Benny Rabinovitz. That's right, they were, yes. And, and you heard it twice because then they actually played. I know, it was so beautiful. Yeah. It was what a treat. Yeah. But our, our, our Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra are extraordinary. They're really top class. It was so beautiful. And uh, my friend and I were actually sitting right behind the percussionists on stage. So it was a, a, quite an extraordinary evening for us. And I don't, I know, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to have this played at their funeral. So I'm one of those. (laughs) Well, it's a bit premature, but let's listen to it anyway and enjoy it for the beautiful, sort of almost hypnotic piece that it is. Very emotional.
One of those beautiful pieces of music, you know, when, when we are broadcasting pieces like that and the music ends softly, you almost don't want to talk. Mm. And then you have to come and say, well, that was... <laughs> Wake everyone up. <laughs> Wake everyone up. Nimrod from the Enigma Variations by Sir Edward Elgar. And Dwin Grusel is my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week. We're talking about the Kroonendal Music Academy, of which Dwin is CEO and founder. But I want to know now all your your background, your deep, dark secrets <laughs> in music. Did you come from a musical background or how did music enter your your life, your blood? Well, I don't know how my parents knew I should start playing piano, but I did at the age of four. Oh, um, really a young start. Yeah. yeah, and I had this wonderful, typical, wonderful old lady who gave us tea and Mari biscuits and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I loved going to it, but... I, uh, she was, she was, I remember her very clearly, although I don't remember her name, but I remember her very clearly. And my mum and my father were both choir singers back in the day. Dad um, also sang in uh, barber quartets and things. Oh, and yes, my yes. mum played the accordion. So they were f- musical, but not in a professional way. And they didn't go into music as a profession anyway. Uh, my sister played guitar. So, um, started piano, did music right through primary school and ended up going to the Art Bailey Music School. I guess they figured I had some talent. I was in the Pretoria Children's Choir. And uh, Art Bailey Music School was amazing. It's now called Pro Arte. Mm-hmm. And that really set me on my path. Cause it's produced it, many good musicians, Pro Arte. Well, you know, by the time you got to matric, you were, you were in your grade eight rural schools and mm. you know you were ready for university which i was and came down to cape town to study music at uct at uct yeah, yeah. and then you were a teacher then weren't you because that's where how not you ended yet. up at oh, okay. not yet no i i studied jazz degree at the first it started in in 1989 and that's when i uh, i actually had gone to study in 1987 took a year's break went back and did jazz which was the best thing probably I've ever done in my life I didn't know how to spell the word jazz but I think Mike Campbell was desperate for a flute player because he put me he made me play a flute audition and said you're in (laughs) but it was really the most amazing experience and uh, opened the world of music to me and after I graduated I traveled for through two years to the UK lived in the UK for two years but then came back and studied uh, started teaching music here Okay, and that's where you are now, and by the sounds of things, thoroughly, um, how can we say, fired up by this extraordinary project you have. <clears throat> One of the things I also wanted to ask you about was a project that you've started, which you say is one of the most hair-raising things you've ever done. <laughs> yes. Just explain, it has to do with premises and buying property and getting yourself sorted out with a roof over your head. Mm. Now, how does that work with the music school? Tell me what this project is all about. Mm. It's given you gray hairs. Well, uh, besides completely outgrowing our present premises, we also run auxiliary programs like uh, what we call our zero dropout program, where we support our children in their schoolwork. So we have tutors, maths, English, science, literacy. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a very nice idea. Yeah, it's it's very necessary. Our mm-hmm. kids desperately need help. And 
We also have a very robust psychosocial program. So we have music therapy running. We also have a social worker, in-house social worker, and they do a lot of focus groups and um, tra skills training through the year. So we really do need space. We cannot grow or expand our projects where we are now. We're in a residential area, so we've had very kind neighbors for the last 10 years. Um, but we, and the house we live in, as much as we love Oakburn, it is falling apart. It's time to move and it's time to take that next step. Huge milestone for us, you know, acquiring our own premises. But if we're going to do something like this, then we decided to do it, um, to go the whole hog, include a performance space, which is, there is no performance space in Hot Bay for anyone at all. Uh, a performance space that we can um, double up as a as a TED talk space, as a community meeting space, workshops, conferences, and then opening it up to the larger community for entrepreneurial programs. Um, we want to have vegetable gardens that our families can manage themselves and share, uh, so food security, and make the space available to uh, anybody who needs um, somewhere to run their weekly programs. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what's really important is that we're so stuck in, in Oakburn and we're completely un invisible to the community. There's a sign out on, on the cross, but people still don't know where we are. We want to be part of, Cam of Heart Bay. We want to include the community and we want to give back what we enjoy every day we want to share with the community. Have you earmarked a property? We have indeed. Um, we have. I um, don't think I'm allowed to say where it is. No, that's but okay. That's okay. Uh, we have indeed. It's, it's more money than I know how to spell. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's also in perpetuity, it's actually nothing, considering what we are going to be able to do there yes, in the long term. and what term. you will do for these young people. Exactly. And in their lives. And it's perfect for us. It's zoned for an NGO. It is visible. It's on a main road. It's, there are no neighbors. It's got space for us to grow in and to, to expand all these programs that we're busy doing. And would it have a concert hall Absolutely. area? Absolutely. My goodness. Mm. So are you madly trying to raise money for this at the moment? I am madly trying to. I'm also going mad. <laughs> Madder. <clears throat> Gosh, I'm so happy for you. So let's Thank hold you. thumbs wildly. Let's listen to another piece of music, Heaven, mm. Gregory Porter. Mm. Now, what is this all about? Well, I'm, I'm a, a, a fantasy fanatic and, of course, um, all the uh, Harry Potter movies and so on. And then recently... Um, what was it, uh, Fantastic Beasts number two or three or something came out. And this extraordinarily haunting song by Gregory Porter was one of the theme songs. And um, I love singing. I, I love vocalists. I love to sing myself. And uh, Gregory Porter is one of my heroes. And this song is just so beautiful. Um, and I'm in heaven working at Cronendal Music Academy, so I thought it was apt. You make a wish, you cast a spell, you hope 
An angel rings a bell You find yourself Still in love with love You pulled the petals from the stem You pray that you'll be her and him You hope for some sweet message from above How did you come down from heaven I'm glad that you came down from heaven Did you tumble down Did you hit the ground How did you get here, my dear? It isn't very clear, my dear When your hand meets mine It is so divine, my dear Love can heal the sting of pain Purify just like Wash your tears away And dry them in the sun How did you get here, my dear? It isn't very clear, my dear When your lips meet mine It is so divine And I'm in heaven Can heal the sting of pain Purified just like the rain Wash your tears away Dry them in the sun How did you get here, my dear? Isn't very clear, my dear But when Sweet mine, it is so divine, and I'm in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm in heaven. That song was called Heaven, sung by Gregory Porter. And on People of Note, we're talking about the Cronendal Music Academy with the CEO and founder, Dwin Chrysel. And just as we approach the end of the program now, um, I was just thinking all this information you've given, you do have quite an elaborate website, don't you? <laughs> People want to visit your website, mm. which says it's a very, very 
active and busy website. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much, if you didn't know who we were, by the time you got through it, you'd know who we were. <laughs> and what is its address? It's www.kmahoutbay.org. Oh, .org. Yeah. KMA standing for Cronendal Music Academy. www.kmahoutbay.org. Okay. And do you, how do you raise funds, just by the way? I mean, presumably you're having to have some sort of project to buy this building. Mm -hmm. Do you go out and how do you raise money? Talk to the corporates? Well, I just work 24 hours a day writing <laughs> proposals. There's all, you know, there's a thousand ways to skin that cat. Mm -hmm. And one has to skin them all. And um, foundations, trusts, um, corporates, as you say, government, uh, individuals, uh, monthly giving. Just it's a nonstop project to keep yeah. going and and somehow we've survived people ask me how did you do i say i don't know <laughs> i don't know it just happens there's a lot of goodwill around isn't there <laughs> yes there i think really you know is. if you love what you do it mm -hmm. does it does come across uh, and it attracts people and authenticity i must say there's mm -hmm. one word that really comes to mind when i think about kma and that is we're really authentic what you see is what you get. Are people allowed to come and visit you? Oh, yes, we love that. Do they phone the school and just no, they say can just like? come in. They can just come and visit. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, you know, they can sit in on a lesson or they can just have a cup of tea with us or kids are very, very used to that. And I think Fine Music Radio should come and visit I you. I think so, too. <laughs> There's a project. <laughs> but just before I let you go, Dwin, you mentioned that you do have a concert coming up, mm. which will give people a chance to hear what's going on. Just tell me about that. So every year our jazz band holds a fundraiser, usually to raise funds to go to the Grahamstown National Youth Jazz Festival, mm -hmm. Makanda. Um, this year we're raising funds for our property campaign. And Clarence Ford has very kindly offered us his Wave Theatre as a venue, so we're super excited. It's on the 21st of June coming up, three weeks' time. And we have – every year we invite Cape Town musicians, professional musicians to play with our jazz band – and they sit in on various songs and they play a couple of songs together as a band. Got fabulous Munib Hermans, um, Nabuthle on piano. Um, who else? We've got uh, Thames and Freaks on trombone. So it's a great little band. And um, we have a lot of eye candy. All our cutie pies are going to be there, <laughs> especially um, Alicious on trombone. Alicious is about three foot high, and he plays the trombone, which Good is grief. bigger than him. Yes, that's But he plays it with great gusto, and he, he already he's convinced he's already a professional musician. But So that, it's going to be a really wonderful Now, how evening. do people find out about it and book? I mean, you've just told us all about it, but yes. how do you book? Yes, I think for now it's best to get onto our social media. Mm -hmm. um, I know that the bookings haven't opened via the Wave Theatre's um, website yet, but okay. uh, booking details will be on our social media. Right, and that's uh, Instagram, uh, that Facebook. Thing, yeah. yeah, you just find Cronendal, you'll find us. And um, after listening to you, it'll be interesting to go along and see this. Uh, I hope people from Fine Music Radio come along and support you. Thank you. Dwayne, it's been great talking to you, and it's uplifting <laughs> knowing that there are people like you around. Thank you. And that's Dwin Kriesel. She's the CEO and founder of the Cronendal Music Academy. And your last piece, Mr. and Mrs. Adonis. Mm. 
I've no idea who they are. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about your cutie pies. I missed Mr. Zadonis. No, I must say, I must ask McCoy who they actually were. I should know, but I don't. But McCoy Mrabata, another amazing South African musician, and he has been so generous to KMA. We've done a number of workshops with him, and he's given us um, charts to both his albums, like all the charts, so our jazz band, loves to play his music and we will certainly be playing some on the 21st right well here he is mccoy mbrata mr and mrs adonis and once again Dwin Christel, thank you very much thank you rodney <laughs>
People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions.